that, that you can see why there's a lot of impetus right now for people to get their paper uh, when it comes to Fortnite, because I think we're getting into a situation where I don't want to say the sky's falling. I don't want to say uh, Fortnite is dying, but there have been a lot of talks about Fortnite overall. Um, uh, Fortnite's making less money. Fortnite viewership is down. Uh, there was, a, I think there was a report just the other day. I'm just trying to quickly find it. Uh, let me just see if I can find that bit, because I'm pretty sure it was... Yeah, there it is. Uh, no, that's from February. Well, I, I mean, I guess it bears talking about, but anyway. So, there have been a lot of metrics to kind of imply that maybe Fortnite isn't as popular as it once was. And listen... I've got nothing against Fortnite. I've said it right from the get-go. I think um, Fortnite's done a lot of good for the esports industry holistically. Not because Fortnite is an esport, but because people conflate uh, popular games, streaming, and esports into one package. Which is something I think is... It has its benefits and it has its flaws, right? The the benefit is you get all this you additional extra journalism. attention on our niche thing right. on esports. Howdy, howdy, Rich. Love you, love your work, less than three. Thank you, less than three to you too. Um, so, you made me lose my train of thought as well with that less than three. But yeah, so basically, we get the benefit of all that additional attention, but the downside is, people then start talking about Ninja like an esports icon, which he isn't. If, honestly, we looked at his career in esports, it would be fair to middling. And there are so many sort of better players that should be talked about. People who have achieved true excellence, but they just don't have the audience, the reach, or they don't play a game that is designed to be popular with its uh, focus on casual, you know, casual players. So it comes with its pros and cons, right? But I think the one thing that if you've been around the industry, gaming, streaming, uh fucking esports if you've been around all of that for as long as i have you know that no game ever stays at the top it just doesn't you know remember when league of legends and fucking night blue I, mean, I think this is always a really good example like if you go back in time when the league of legends boom was happening and you look at the top streamers from league of legends at that time period like when night blue was a top streamer on twitch night blue would get like insane amount of viewers i mean you know it was literally one of the top streams made like 1.2 million dollars after tax one streaming year and now you look at him and it's like you know two thousand people watching him argue with a guy who plays fucking teemo support on a discord you know there's a there's a pronounced drop-off and it's happening to ninja now and i know it I, you know i know it's not a popular thing to say but like ninja peaked he's had his time 100 percent you stream it's just it's just like that it's just the business um two years from now ninja ninja will be greatly reduced from where he is he'll still be on you know one of the, that big twitch landscape he'll still be but he will not be the number one streamer on twitch it's it's a very short-lived title it's a very short-lived crown it always is especially when it's game dependent 
especially when it's game dependent. So all of the, like, go, just go back in time three years, look at all the top streamers at that point, um, and then look at who, who they are now. And the only ones who are even vaguely close are the ones who have transitioned into being variety streamers or were big personalities in their own right. You know, like, I'm a cutie pie, Scara, you know, guys like this who were still around, you know, tr maybe Trick2G to an extent. But um, certainly a lot of the streamers who were, like just sort of household names for League of Legends, they're not, they're nowhere anymore. They're just nowhere. It it really is a, a fifteen minutes of fame situation. But anyway, it was um, yeah. And, and listen though, I, you know the one thing I'll say about Summit is, uh, yes, his viewers might be down overall uh, from where they were at certain peaks, but Summit's never pitching himself self as a, uh, a one game streamer. You know, he's playing that fucking Sea of Thieves for months. I mean, you know, it, just, and, and it, it wasn't a promotion. He was just there to have some fun. So, I mean, like, you know, I, I feel there's a lot to be said for longevity, especially when you've been consistently high like he has. Uh, same with Dr. Disrespect. I, I respect those guys because they've got a product that um, kind of transcends whatever game they're playing. I don't know how true that's going to be for Ninja once Fortnite and, and Apex and all these Battle Royale games take a big drop-off. He was the, you know, he was like the king of BR. That's how he rose from H1Z1 and then transitioned into other games and eventually Fortnite. And he was in the right place at the right time to be one of the best players at Fortnite with an already big stream because he'd been around for a long time. And then the game blew up at the same time. So... You know that is that is serendipity, but it it it, it kind of feels unsustainable to me. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of there's a lot of metrics that we'll look at now that suggest Fortnite might be on the way down, and not that it's dying because it would be absurd to say so. Not that it's dead; it would be absurd to say so. But the question becomes: has it hit? Has it hit its ceiling? Has it hit its peak? And is it going down? And like I say, I, I, I think if you've been around the industry as long as I have, you know these games do come cyclically and it's about what has a lifespan. It's why Counter-Strike is an outlier because there aren't many games that are around for 20 years in this space. And not just 20 years, 20 years consistently having a big uh, esports following, getting consistent, decent viewership, um, having been involved in multiple like TV attempts and everything else. Um, these things, there just aren't many games like that it's the same with like a lot of mobas like dota dota and dota 2 they've always kind of enjoyed a um strong following you're not even a real journalism uh, not nothing amazing nothing That's groundbreaking right. but like the br games now battle royale you know where are we at i mean when i was working at wsoe we produce we worked with ogn to help produce uh you know one of uh, the the mpl uh broadcast and it's a really good broadcast and the games are good and the commentary's good and the spectating's good and the analysis is good and the peripheral ancillary content around it is good but the viewership it gets is poor and and uh, there's no getting away from that and it's sad because it it should be better than it is and it just it just isn't um and that's because I feel like Bluehole missed their window with competitive PUBG. I honestly thought it was going to be okay. I honestly thought it would get to a good place now that they had structured leagues and everything. But unfortunately, the viewership's just not there. 
Um, as much as I still like the game, you know, when I did that fucking cringe stream with Sam the other day, I actually had fun. I haven't had fun playing games for like two years. Online games. Obviously, single player are great because there's no people to fuck them up. But, you know, you just don't have fun in online games because people just are garbage and just ruin everything. But I should have fun. Made me play PUBG a little bit. You know, I was like, oh yeah, got back into it. Checking out the new weapons and stuff. Had a good time. Um, so let's look at these metrics, right? I think first up, like you said, back in February, there was a report where um, it said that the revenue had dropped That's by right. 48%. Anyone else I'm pretty sure everyone just listens to me to go to sleep. Hang on. Uh, that's actually TechCrunch, so it's going to give me... Um, it's going to give me a ridiculous fucking dark screen. So... Let me see if I can find a better version of this for you guys. Ah, here we go. This is a more up-to-date one. So, back in February, as you can see here, uh, four months ago from the TechCrunch uh, report, it was basically some data release that said uh, they were down 50% uh, at the start of the year. Well, this was just a few uh, days ago, and um, it says here that, uh, you know, this is June 21st, it's June 24th today. Fortnite profits are sliding from the 2018 highs according to Superdata. So, you know, what we started to see is um, that they measured all of the stuff up to, to May and that, uh, you know, even though the numbers sound great on paper, $203 million, it's actually hit a decline. I mean, not Terminal Overwatch decline, but, you know, it's, it's hit a quite significant uh, decline. And if you look at the May 2019 earnings list um, for PC games across the world, and this is according to Superdata, I have no idea how they get this information or how accurate it is because a lot, for obvious reasons, a lot of games development companies do keep this information pretty close to their chest. So how they would have access to this across the board, I don't know. I don't know what kind of scraper or API they would need to use or where they get the information from. But look at this on PC. League of Legends, number one. Dungeon Fighter Online. Fantasy Westwood Journey Online 2. Crossfire. You'll notice these are all the fucking free-to-play games out in the Asian market. Which is why I always say, when people are always saying to me, um, you know, what, what's, what's got, like, why doesn't CS and, and all these other games win in the Asian market? Because there's all these, like, unbelievable fucking free-to-play grindy games that people like to play out there. Uh, and then and Crossfire being the FPS of choice. Uh, and then for, Fortnite. And if you go down, you know, World of Tanks, Overwatch, Dota 2, right? So, you know, there's a pretty steep drop-off once you get outside of that top five. Um, and you can see the report here. It said, Fortnite gets a boost from Season 9, but it's still far from its peak. Fortnite made $203 million across console, PC, and mobile, up significantly from April, but down 38% from this time last year console continues to contribute the largest share of players and revenue um so like i say nothing to worry about because 203 million fucking dollars is a big old chunk of change and they're gonna keep supporting the game and probably like brainstorm to put like new modes in there and new reasons to get you come back and fucking spend in and everything else um but but honestly this is sort of like what you see on the charts when games start to taper off. 
from my experience. As I said, I knew someone. I, I knew Overwatch wasn't going to cut it uh, very quickly because from 2016 to 2017, you had drops in player numbers. They tried to, you know, obscure the numbers. You had drops in how pro uh, popular it was in Korea in the PC banks, despite them really pushing the Korean market. You know, down to below FIFA. You had all these things going on. Um, so that was that was something to be be mindful of. And now it's at the place where it's at right now, where it's at another profit drop, according to their... Remember, they have to release these figures publicly, Activision Blizzard, because they have shareholders. So um, Overwatch, not in a good place. Uh, Fortnite, in a much, much better place, but still having that decline. And uh, I, I think this is probably why Epic want to ramp up the esports side of things and see what that does as an experiment more than anything else. And that's where guys like Nate Nancer are going to come in. So again, this was on June 17th, so this month. Epic sees a massive drop in viewership for the Fortnite Pro um, update. Um... And basically what happened is they have this thing called the Pro-Am, right? Which is, uh, you know, they get like celebrities and all the biggest players and they bring them together in one place and they broadcast it. And the viewership was pretty high. I think it was like 1.5 million or something for the, uh, for the uh, Fortnite Pro-Am. Maybe even more across all uh, ways to view it. The viewership for this year's Pro-Am was, was down 72%. 72%. I mean, it's crazy how big a drop that is. In a year? Do you know what I mean? That is fucking insane. Uh, and uh, again, I've got the graphs here because I've archived that thing now. So we just scroll down. Um, there it is. Yeah, last year, uh, which had like Ninja and Marshmallow and all of that. 1.5 million viewers. That represents the peak for Fortnite viewership. Um, and then this year, day one, uh, the, the block party for the new Crip showdown only had 200k viewers. The date, day two had the big lineup with the streamers and the celebrities competing in it. 427,000 viewers. Uh, so that is, that is really poor in terms of drop off. Um, and as the data also shows, its average viewer count on Twitch has been declining by 41% since this time last year. So a 41% drop off in, uh, Twitch viewership in a year, I, you know, I'd like to see, uh, what are the games that's happened to and where they are now, um, so there's also another uh, website I think they've got that has the graphs on it. I went and uh, ran all this data with the Twitch tracker, which probably won't work in XSplit. Let's just see. Oh, okay. Um, and you you can see uh, that basically, it, hang on, we'll just go to monthly. I think this shows it a lot uh, clearer. So since Fortnite came out and you can see its rise, you know, back in uh, 2017, you can see uh, its rise. This is its average viewership. If you look at the peaks, that's the that's last year's pro am, right? So if you look at the average viewership, you can see 
that it's starting to uh, taper off, right? The green bar represents average viewership. The blue bar represents the blue dots represent the number of channels, the number of people streaming Fortnite. You're you're starting to see a bigger discrepancy between like it, you know this points to saturation. If you want to get some context for what the numbers mean, where you have more channels than viewership, this is where you hit saturation point. You'll see this with a lot of games down the years. It's where more and more people jump on the bandwagon but don't offer anything new, so you. Don't divide and you split the audience uh, and eventually people become bored and move away from it and th that's something that's happening you know we can see the average viewership is starting to hit this smooth decline and even the number of people that are now attempting to stream Fortnite, perhaps becoming cognizant of the fact that it's a bit oversaturated they're starting to now not stream Fortnite quite so much now if you look at peak viewership oh my me you know, you can see the big events going back last year, obviously the Pro-Am, which represents its overall peak. But then, just look, I mean, this year, uh, right about the same time, they're announcing, like, profit drop-offs. You've got low, all these people streaming it, 66,000 channels streaming Fortnite content. Um, but look where the peak viewership is. So nobody was offering any sort of like big value to it. And now we're getting to a point where peak viewership, 494,000, that's at the Pro-Am that we've just talked about. Pretty problematic, especially when you like look at the fact that currently, um, I think this is a this is the measurement for the uh, last thirty days. It's average. Oh, sorry, last seven days is one hundred and thirty-one thousand. So look, it's not like disastrous. It's not. It's not disastrous in any way, shape, or form. But it has had a very pronounced drop off year upon year. And I think we have to start realizing that when you look at some of the other BR titles like Apex Legends, which was a massive flash in the pan, in my opinion. Um, I think you have to realize that the BR genre is sort of maybe played out. I mean, I think what's interesting is auto chess uh, games are now the next thing everybody wants to get into. And, um, you know, we've seen like team fight tactics was when it was like one of the most watched games on Twitch this last week. Like how ridiculous is that? Um, and yeah, and exactly. Uh, I, I wanted to do another video about Bethesda's bullshit. Bethesda... They're making... I, I joked about it when it came out. I said, oh, uh, Fallout 76 will have a BR mode. And I put a tweet out about it. And they're making a BR mode. And it's going to be garbage. Because it's going to be on that fucking fail engine. I think I saw... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it uh, Critical uh playing it playing like a beta or something of it and it looks ass it looks absolute fucking trash it looks absolute right. trash um yeah classic moist critical it looks so fucking bad the gun mechanics the lag the warping uh it it just looks terrible um and they're coming so late to the party and it's like listen at least valve at least we know they're learning lessons now like, this is what I like about Valve again, compared to Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard, always the right way, no matter what. And we'll just rewrite history and pretend we were right, and there was all these other mitigating circumstances that made us fail. Valve failed hard with Artifact. They came to the card game genre super late. They made a, they they created some fundamental problems, not just with this business model, which I always thought was massively overplayed, but just with the game design itself and why people play cards. And they couldn't usurp Hearthstone or Magic uh, or any of the other stuff that was already out there. You know, coming to the card card, card collectible card game genre as late as they did was silly. It was it was actually looking back. I I honestly thought 
you know, I'm, I'm on record as thinking that they could have become kings of the genre. But honestly, I think that was like a little bit of Valve fanboy bias crept into my logic because how many times does the last person to make a game become the guy that gets market share? Never really happens, does it? So um, what they've learned this time is let's get all hands on pumps and push Dota Underlords out. I've been playing it. I think it's not as aesthetically uh, pleasing as Teamfight Tactics. It's got some problems, um, but uh, it's already, they announced today, it's more popular than Artifact ever is. So it, I think it's interesting. We're going to see a slew. We've got an Epic Games exclusive from the people who made the original mod in Dota 2. We've got the Dota 2 mod, which will apparently will still exist because Valve aren't going to uh, censor the mod, but I just think it'll get abandoned because the developers have got that deal with Epic Games. Um, and it, it completely its own IP. So we don't know. Uh, do you want to go with the original makers with an IP that isn't related to Dota? I, I always thought the best thing about the the auto chess was the fact that it was Dota, right? Like, but whatever. So then you have the Underlords, and then you have Riot Games, who literally just admitted when they released it, yeah, we love auto chess so much, we're just going to rip off Dota again, just to keep our career consistent, you know, throughout everything. So I think it's interesting that already, because it's the new thing, and, and the big streamers and influencers are paying it, playing it um maybe freudians they're getting paid to play it i'm sure some are some aren't uh that's the next battlefield and it's and again people never see this coming people never know where the next battlefield is going to be br it's kind of dropping off a little bit br games sort of had their time and there'll be something new and something new again something new again so it's very it's uh, very interesting uh anyway um what, what what does all of this rambling tell me? All of this rambling is to let you know that uh, while Fortnite will still be the king of BR, in my opinion, it's definitely got some issues. And if you're a Fortnite player right now, you will be looking at all of these metrics nervously and wondering whether or not you're going to make your money down the road. Because one year from now, if that decline happens again... People are going to be moving away from it. Sponsors are going to be moving away from it. Tournaments are going to be moving away from it. Maybe Epic Games decide... We've got this untapped potential with Rocket League. Fortnite's always going to be there, but maybe that's where we want to start throwing some money and seeing what happens. Because I don't know if you watched the Rocket League fucking championships that just happened recently. So many hype moments came out of it yet again because it's fucking Rocket League. It is one of the, like, sleeper esports. Like, Rocket League and Rainbow Six are, like, the two sleeper esports we have in the landscape right now, which just haven't reached their uh, uh, full potential. Um, you know, longest ever... Uh, Mexican wave, which sounds dumb, but if you ever want to get attention uh, for, for like f from mainstream media and stuff like that, like I think I was at a, a convention one time where we we set the world record for most ever people playing a mobile game at the same time. It was many years ago. It's probably been done again now. And it was a very good way for that mobile game, whatever it is, I can't even remember it. Uh, it was at the Gadget Show live in, in the UK. Um, whatever that mobile game was gets a ton of attention from that because we had a representative from the Guinness Book of World Records there to record it and say, yes, this is a valid record that was conducted under, you know, the correct conditions so the longest ever mexican wave which is a huge sporting thing it's now rocket league so if you ever look that up for whatever reason you would you're going to get drawn to rocket league it's actually quite a smart thing they did but also as well just the game itself lends itself to um so many hype moments we had that unbelievable uh zero second equalizer i don't know if you've seen the fucking clip i might bring it up actually because it's hype as fuck um 
Is this it? Yeah, I think this is it. Right, just check this shit out. Because, again, this is just how great the game is. So for those who don't follow Rocket League, or have never played Rocket League, just so you know, what how it works with Rocket League is, when you go into overtime, when the clock runs out, the game doesn't end until the ball hits the floor. Now, I'm straight trash at this game. Um, as anybody who's seen the fucking infamous Coco Shunter clip knows, I'm running around with the big van with a wizard hat on. I am not doing, uh, you know, I... I just smashing into people, doing demolition. It's basically how I play football in real life, honestly. Um, but, but anyway, the, the the level of skill at the top teams is that even when there's zero seconds on the clock and you think the game's over, you know, if you, you stop the ball touching the floor, you still got That's a chance right. to fucking equalize. And it actually happened uh, right at this crucial moment in this fucking tournament. And the skill involved in this is mental. It's mental. And, and again, let, let me just also point out, right, how hype is that commentary? Like, people sleep on the talent in the Rocket League scene. I've had the pleasure to work with them a bunch of times. You know, boys like Lolo, you'll see in the chat, you know. Um, it, it, it's got such, like, it's just slept on. It's just a slept on eSport. And every year, they break their fucking, um, yeah, you know, your boys Waypunk, James Bart, like, uh, Achieves. I'm missing out people I work with, so I apologize in advance, you know. It, it's uh, late, and I'm an adult old man. But so, so much fucking talent, and it's so fucking hype, and it's such a good game. And every time they broadcast, they they break the viewing records. Well, now they got Epic Games. Now they got Nate Nanza. Now they got an esports division. Now they got all that money. So maybe Epic Games look over at this and go, you know what? Fortnite's dropping off. Let's see where we can take Rocket League to. You play football in a windowless van and a wizard's hat? Yes, I do. Yes, yes. And a wizard's sleeve as well, apparently. Uh, so it's just um it's just a great fucking it's just a great game and, and like a, a real low key um I like I, I say this, I think it has more potential in terms of mainstream appeal on on mechanics alone than Fortnite does. Because a lot of people come into Fortnite and they don't build because it's like it's you know you used to shoot a game so you want to run around and shoot but if you can't build in Fortnite you'll never be a good player in Fortnite. Other people are sort of like really down with the building mechanics but they don't because they're Minecraft kids or whatever but they don't shoot. Right? So they can't aim, you know? So they get styled on by even old motherfuckers like me and teabag, right? Like on the, you know, handful of times I've uh, actually uh, fucking played Fortnite. So you know, I think Rocket League is, like, one of those great games where it's super simple to understand, super simple to play, but unbelievably hard to master. And when you see absolute mastery of the game, it translates to hype clips like that. So imagine if you're Fortnite with all this declining shit, and it just so happens your parent company just bought this sick fucking game. Dunno, dudes. Might be time for Ninja to start picking up um, some fucking Rocket League skills. Just saying. Uh, anyway... 
let's um let's talk about ninja as well because in all of this i had to do it i had to do it because fucking ah uh, you know it's a love hate isn't it with me and old ninja um as i call him call him ninja uh I, like i think that he has a part of his uh a brain that sort of doesn't register hypocrisy which i think you need if you're going to be a popular streamer you have to at any point adopt the popular position um and say whatever you need to say to be popular right you have to you have to it's the game and imagine if you understood that the cognitive dissonance would drive you mad so i think if you ever want to be truly successful you can't have a logical stance uh that with a consistent application you can't you just can't do it because you just have to change and flip-flop all the time um and if you actually adopt consistent principles uh it'll it'll you know it'll drive you crazy so i saw this clip the other day and it just fucking made me laugh so much dude uh it uh, i i do occasionally browse live stream fail um it's a weird subreddit these days uh it's like very hard to gauge like where, where they're gonna fall on a particular issue because live stream fail used to be populated by like streaming enthusiasts who watched streams and would literally clip like embarrassing things that happened on stream because it's like live tv it's in your living room and anything can happen right like you know anything can happen like you know i might just be streaming drunk shit myself it's clipped and you know i'm i'm fucking you know shit shitty dick for the rest of my life you know like and that would be clipped and that's what the subreddit was for and it used to be funny but then something happened where it kind of got infested with incels and 50 percent of the live stream fail content is just going the booby streamers are taking viewers and money away from legitimate i mean never would be the case right that's like saying um mcdonald's is taking uh you know customers away from gourmet restaurants it's day and night it's not the same thing and you can enjoy both and never the twain shall meet right um but this it's it's a ridiculous issue that i've never understood like who cares like being attractive puts you in good stead actually just in general in life you know if you're not it's not the end of the world it's nothing to get a weird and creepy in basement dwelling about but it gives you a head start yeah of course it does um and generally what used to happen back in my day was if you weren't attractive you developed social skills to counteract uh the lack of attractiveness so you know ugly people were you know uh might be uh really super funny and, and charming and charismatic you know i'm sure casey neistat gets fucking pussy right but like he looks like a literal gargoyle off a fucking church it's mental isn't it so you know just saying like he's quite a charismatic dude isn't he just, you know, so that just, that's just a famous example for you. Thanks for the 420, Bren. That was totally unnecessary. Fortnite, Fortnite, I build a fort and make FaZe Clan go night-night. Don't know what that was, but thanks for the 420, Um So anyway, you know, so you've got these, like, incels over there. Like, like actual legit card-carrying incels. Um, saying, you know, ah, your booby streamers are ruining the Twitch, and it's, it's mental, I don't understand why they just do it, like, just let the women do what they want, and when Twitch, uh, you know, if they break the rules, do what you always do on livestream fail, and sure, draw attention to it, and Twitch staff will check it, and they'll take action, 
And sure, maybe sometimes rules are inconsistently applied uh, on Twitch. We know that happens, right? But it's not just about that. It's not just the divide of, you know, woman and, and male. It's just popularity and, and not popularity. And, and sometimes even the own personal, sorry, indigestion. Well, sometimes even the own personal preferences. Fuck, that was a that was a jumper. Came from sometimes the own personal preferences of um, the the staff who stumbles across the issue, like that one who heard the words the bad word when somebody said idiot. You know, like <laughs> there's no legislating for that. So anyway, so the incels were there, but it was still the cool people as well. And then just something happened where it was like you got all the like demented. Like, Chapo cells are in there too. And it's like, there's this myth. Uh, and I've seen it posted like a few times that like, well, you know who is popular on Twitch? Racist streamers. And I'm like, who? Where? What? 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 What are you saying? <laughs> like, no. Like, that, absolutely not. Twitch uh, as a platform has its issues, but like, platforming racists isn't one of them. And where are all the popular racist streamers at? You know, there aren't any. Uh, didn't, you know, didn't they ban Nick Fuentes and stuff like this? So, bizarre. But anyway, but they live in that world, right? So you've got the incels, the chapo cells, and uh, this dwindling number of people who are, like, just trying to fend off the lunatics. Like, we just want to post funny clips. Can we do that? No. Everything must be political. We have a Discord dedicated to posting these bread tube streamers. Oh, God, no. But this isn't what livestream fail was for. It's ridiculous, right? So it's a weird place. But anyway, I do occasionally uh, uh, browse uh, that subreddit. And um, there, was this, uh, there was this thread uh, that was there. And it was, um, it was called Ninja Speaks the Truth. So I was super intrigued immediately. Like whenever I hear that Ninja's telling the truth, is he? Well, fucking hell, let's have a look. And in fact, I'm before XSplit because it doesn't like Reddit for some I'm reason. Let me just get the clip. Uh, Everyone talks about... Right. So... Here, Everyone here, talks about... Just... Here's Ninja sort of talking about the, all of these problems, because a few people have been, like, really critical about Fortnite lately. A few people have said, ooh, I don't know, maybe Fortnite's dying. So Ninja, for some reason, decided to come out and basically put, like, any uh, content creators and streamers on blast if they were, um, thanks for the $10 there, Jerky's Minion. Yes, rise up, Vincels. You're not even a real journalism. Um, That's right. So he's saying that basically what happens is that um, streamers and their audience, because they complain about everything... They are destroying the game and destroying the game's popularity. And anybody from StarCraft will have heard this argument before, if you go back, right? That's because right. do you remember when dead, the dead game meme became dead game reality, right? You remember that? And people got super upset, and all the streamers who had money invested interest were going, No! If you stop saying it's a dead game, it won't become a dead game. It's only becoming a dead game because people are saying it's a dead game. Now, all that really does, by the way, is accelerate. The demise because you create a perception and nobody wants to play the dead or dying game by the way no one because we always want to go where the party is this is human nature yeah you know you ever seen that social experiment where there's just a big queue 
They just set up a queue to nothing, and it's just a queue of people around a block. A Random strangers just start joining it and queuing That's up, right. like, oh, well, what's going on? People are fucking morons, you know? They only want to do what's popular, like, because we're so hardwired to fit in. So when you start talking about video games you know, being unpopular, people go, oh, oh, is it? Shit, I better go play, what's the popular one? Never, never played anything with the word chess in it in my life, but suddenly I want to play auto chess for no reason other than I saw, you know, a top streamer do it. So this, this is an observable phenomenon. It's one of the things that give influencers their power. So it's not that the argument's invalid, but as always, where it comes from is super important. So here he is. Here's, here's what he has to say, right? And, uh, you know, we all must, when we're listening at the Church and Ninja... We must be respectful and listen to what Ninja has to say because who else has a better perspective on the industry than this dude? Everyone talks about, just, dude, I, I've seen it happen, man. Influencers that just, and then everyone else is like, yeah, yeah, all their whole, all their following, yeah, this game, yeah, they rally behind their person that they respect their opinion, and then, and then the game starts to go downhill because. When it's like fun, people are still having fun. Like I'm enjoying the game. I guarantee you there's people who are loving this season, but if they watch their favorite broadcaster and favorite YouTuber just complaining about the game, they might lose interest in it, man. Mm -hmm. Like you want to know how you kill a game? You have all the, besides, you know, making a bad game, you have all the influencers who just only express their negative opinion. What happened to Halo Reach? Fuck you say to me, you little shit. Still got the soundboard. Um, so anyway, <laughs> Uh, so look, you know, it's an argument as old as time. Uh, it's an argument as old as time. Oh uh, yeah, still got him, still got them all. <laughs> how are you, how are you not in fucking school? What's this one? <laughs> you shut up when I'm talking to you! You shut your mouth! So yeah, all that, all You're that. Not even still, still, still haven't changed the soundboard from the That's cringe right. stream. Uh, anyway. The, the, the point is, it's, it's an argument as old as time. But I couldn't believe it was coming from Ninja. I just couldn't believe it. But this is a guy who has literally used his position to pretty much try and rant some Epic Games to make changes he likes multiple occasions and complained not just about Fortnite, but Apex Legends. The Apex Legends complaints are the most egregious. But we'll, we'll get to that. Now, I've got to try and find them in um, some sort of order because I don't want to do all of them. It would take too long. If I was to list every time ninja criticized fortnite this stream runs till midnight and we just don't talk about anything else right because he just does it all since the game's come out he's just been mega critical so let me just bring up some of the um high points uh, over the last six months okay the last six months so this was back in uh december uh 28 so here we go this is where he said Epic Games uh, shouldn't be adding planes and the infin Infinity Blade to Winter Royale. I agree with this criticism, um, but Epic Games, for whatever reason, uh, decide that they don't really care about competitive integrity and they like to throw curveballs in by releasing items just before big tournaments and saying adapt. And very often, they're, they're, they're imbalanced, they break the fucking servers in some cases. Um... So it's just a thing. Uh, and then you can see, uh, you know, this is this was the complaint. He also put up a backup tweet. Um, 
you know, saying planes and swords were what caused a huge amount of top players to not qualify, and for that I am sorry. So this is uh, in 2018 where he criticized them. Uh, what was this one? Uh, this was where he decided he wanted to take uh, desperate measures. Desperate measures to get the planes removed in from Fortnite. This was one week later after he criticized the updates being added to Winter Royale. And basically he said he was gonna he was gonna quit. Basically said he would actually quit the game um and not play. And uh, you can see here, he said it while duoing with courage. So think of the reach that this has. You want to hop onto another game? Ninja immediately asked courage after being eliminated by the plane. I'm this close, this close to getting off, dude. I'm so close to never playing again until they remove planes, dude. So that kind of sounds like uh, influence uh, criticizing the game and riling up his audience. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm just a layperson. Maybe I can't see, uh, you know, that consistency there uh that's okay that was december where was another one uh what was this let me just check the month try and get them as close to chronological order as possible uh that's this right. was april i'm sure there was one in Planes february are pretty as well fun in Fortnite, though flight simulator hd confirmed yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going on when I fired up Fortnite, because obviously I hadn't played it since the game had come out. Just have a look and see what the fuss was about. Went back to playing it to get ready for the cringe stream. You'll notice we didn't play Fortnite on that stream. Um, and I was like, oh my, why am I getting shot by some corky looking motherfucker? Like, this is dumb. So, you know, not, not a fan of planes myself. But um, anyway, Ninja quits Fortnite stream and says he's quitting Fortnite solos until the game is fixed. And this was where he started complaining about basically... Um, the queue time, um, because he wanted to play one specific mode, and the queue time is too long, so we just said I'm not playing the game on my stream until you fix it. And by fix, he means change it to his preference, which again, kind of sounds like the influencer thing that he was just criticizing this month. Um, said, um, I'm not going to sit around in arena solos all day. I'm now trying. I'm now trying to wait five minutes to get into a freaking game just to play in the setting that I want. I'm not going to do it. Ninja said, yelling right after. So you win, Epic. So unequivocally, directly addressing Epic Games and telling them to fix the game. Um, okay, no problem. What else do we uh, have? Uh, this was, I think, uh, when he and many other professional streamers brought up similar uh, complaints. Oh, this was actually prior to that. So this was in March. So before that, when they brought in the 8.20 update, uh, he complained about uh, squad modes and saying, squads are dumb and boring now. And he then uh, retweeted fellow streamer and pro player who said it's uh, bad being actually forced to sit in 20 minute queues all day. So there you go. Squads are so dumb and boring now on Twitter. Again, this looks like a big influencer criticizing the game and the game mode and, and an update. And yeah, imagine it. Imagine complaining about five minute queue times. Well, like my average queue time in Dota is anything from like eight to 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like it must be nice. Five minute queue time guaranteed. I'd fucking love to play in the mode I want. I would fucking love that. Give me that. Uh, and sure, other other streamers uh, did bring it up, but uh, they aren't the ones that were sort of making um, the point about it. And then, of course, we all remember we all remember when he did this, right? 
which was, again, as an influencer, what you're doing here is you're saying, look at what you could have had. So this is early April. So again, after still on the 8.20 tip, in the middle of a game, he just raged quit and said, I'm not playing it. I'm not doing it anymore. And that's when he fired up uh, Sekiro. He said, look, I can't do it. I'm not going to sit around in Arena Solos all day. I'm not going to wait five minutes to get a game. You win Epic. And oh, that was actually from the previous thing. And then basically quit. Uh, and played Sekiro live on stream. So instead of, you know, people who come in to watch Fortnite play with one of the top influencers in the space, they get to watch him play a completely different game. Um, so, again, this looks like an influencer to me using his audience. But as I said, this isn't even the most egregious. Obviously, Ninja still plays Fortnite to this day, still has that relationship, will still be considered by many to be the face of Fortnite, although I think that star is fading. Where it becomes more egregious is what he did with um, Apex Legends, right? Um, now, when Apex Legends came out, it was free to play. It was by EA. Nobody knew it was going to drop. Um... And it came out and it had a pretty big spike. Now, behind that was this report. Uh, does Forbes work? On I need to make a list of sites that go fucking nuts. I think Forbes does. Could be wrong. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to flash all the ads again, isn't it? But as you'll see between flashes, guys, EA uh, paid Ninja $1 million uh, to basically play Epic Games on, on stream. So imagine that you take $1 million to promote a game, right? I mean, it's a lot of money. Uh, actually, in the grand scheme of things, probably is not enough for where Ninja was at that time and um, wasn't signed up. Um, so he took $1 million to play uh, Apex Legends and basically act as an influencer and uh, in promoting it. Uh so that is that is a lot of fucking bread, right? Just to promote a game, um, and you can see. Uh, wait, I think there was a quote about it, right? So when you consider the most expensive TV ad in 2018 was on Sunday Night Football and was six hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars for a twenty-second spot, and you think about like what people pay for like Super Bowl ads and stuff like this, one million dollars to play your game is very, very good, and a lot of industry uh, experts consider this to be, and I'm, I'm among them, honestly, consider this to be. Uh, a smaller amount than what he probably should have got for what it did to Apex Legends. It shot the game up, it propelled it. You had the number one streamer on Twitch at the time, uh, basically playing your game, endorsing your game, and playing it over a rival game, leeching audience from someone that has a market share to come across and try your free-to-play game. But it dropped off. And one of the things that the contract that EA obviously hadn't thought about is they clearly didn't put a post- uh, uh contract disparagement clause in place because suddenly right ninja remember this is the guy who says influencers shouldn't contribute towards killing games by complaining about things well ninja was actually criticizing uh apex legends and he did it again on a number of occasions and he just stopped playing it and made it look like a cynical cash grab which isn't a good look for the game and he went back to playing uh fortnite so let me um, bring this report up for you guys. Again, I'll, I'll see if I can archive it in case it's going to flash and go weird. Let me just try that again. Come on, you can do it. What about this? Will this work? 
So yeah, uh, I'll I'll just bring it up on this alternative website. See if that works. There it is. Uh, so Twitch streaming Ninja Roast Apex, Leg Apex Legends and Fortnite. So we'll just carry on with Fortnite roasting. Um, where basically he was like talking about how uh, disappointed like the battle pass was and the cosmetic items and. Basically, he w went in and sort of criticized it. Uh, you, If you look at the massive decline in the total hours watched uh, over at Twitch, you can see how Apex Legends has dropped uh, right off. But basically, yeah, he was uh, just criticizing the game. Again, you take a million dollars to promote a game, you know, a short period of time afterwards, you're criticizing the game and, by your logic, contributing towards its decline. And then, after that... Even said, oh, it's a missed opportunity. So this was this was in May this year. So free and clear, pocketed the million for promoting the game for you guys. Just said missed opportunity, guys. Uh, I'm back to playing Fortnite. Don't mind me. Um, and this is what he says. And again, this quote, this quote, guys, from a guy who took a million dollar paycheck to promote your game. Imagine, like, six months, not even six months later, coming out and saying this. I don't think anyone's going to leave Fortnite to play Apex. Listen, I'm going to say what I've always said about that game. It's incredible. Gunplay, everything about it, man. It was incredible. But they missed a huge opportunity by not providing fresh and new exciting content. It got pretty stale. They, Respawn Entertainment, know that. I don't think there's anyone there that would argue that they have done a great job at putting in new content. Well, how nice of you. To put that out there for them after pocketing the million. Really good. Really good partner there. Really nice and promotional. So the idea that this guy then fucking says, um, like, uh, influencers shouldn't criticize games because it contributes to their demise, it, it is mind-blowing to me. The hypocrisy of it all. And the fact that he can't see it. So that's all of that rant. 